Hey, Jess. Hey, Kat. How's it going? It's good. It's thunderstorming. I was about to say, I am pretty sure your stomach just growled really loud. <laughs> nope, that was thunder. I just ate, so I'm I'm good on. <laughs> on oh yeah, it's dinner growling. time there. Yes, that uh, that time time difference. Yeah, I made some pulled chicken tacos. Mm. It was really good. I had some chips when I got home, so I hope my stomach doesn't sound like thunder either. <laughs> And if it does, we'll just pass it off as thunder. (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to assume it's the thunder in Florida. Exactly. Yep. (laughs) Don't mind. Don't mind us over here. (laughs) Right? (laughs) What are we uh, talking about today? So today uh, we're going to talk about um, H.H. Holmes, uh, the creator of uh, the Murder Castle. Oh, I'm so excited yeah this one i was doing the research and i was sitting there like okay yeah i'm definitely having nightmares tonight mm. mm-hmm. that's how i felt this week too <laughs> yeah just like oh i i stepped into something scary okay here we go Forewarning, I did a lot of research here, podcast, documentary, websites, all of it had conflicting information. So I'm this is really just what I think was the most consistent and mm-hmm. apparently just a version of what happened. Hopefully yeah. it's close. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the thing with it being so long ago and there not being much evidence or investigation or witnesses to what he did, um, it's essentially going off of word of mouth. And like we said earlier, like two centuries ago. Yeah, it's crazy. (laughs) So Herman Webster Mudgett, um, also known as Henry Howard Holmes. So uh, they're the same person. He has two names and truly he has multiple like people and names he goes by um throughout the podcast i will call him hh holmes or just you know holmes um but he was born for the homebodies holmes for the homebodies uh he he was born may 16th 1861 old uh yeah so yeah i mean 181861 you mean he was born in the 1800s like yes he was born in new hampshire um his parents uh levi mudgett and theodate price uh they were both uh farmers so it was like a like a farming household they were both first generation uh u.s citizens their parents were english immigrants so they were basically like one of the very first families to be in new hampshire so i mean you know we're talking about the 1800s so that's kind of cool. that's crazy yeah right um he did have two older siblings ellen and arthur and then two younger siblings, Henry and Harry, Mary. Henry so and Mary. Straight up middle child. <laughs> straight up in the middle of all of the kids. He's the middle child, yes. Um, they were, like, pretty wealthy, though. Uh, they were wealthy. I mean, they were a farming family, like, the first 
the first of the farming families. I don't know. Um, so from the get-go, uh, Holmes was like a, he was a very bright kid. Um, he was super bright, um, did well in school, excelled. Yeah, so Holmes was considered kind of like weird amongst his peers, mostly because he excels so much in school. Uh, he was definitely picked on. Aww. One time that was like accounted for, like I think he, he wrote about it or brought it up later on. He was shoved into like a doctor's office like closet that had a skeleton in it, like one of those like uh, like on a rod through their back, like yeah. limb. It, I was like, if you ever take anatomy class, like there's one in that classroom <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So one of those. So he was locked in a closet with one, and he actually had a fear of doctors. So like that, that's why this was so cruel. It's because he had a fear of doctors prior to this incident, and. Basically, by the time he came out, he was more fascinated with the human body. So, like, they don't really know how exactly this affected him. Like, it just made him fascinated um, with the human body, period. And then, I guess, potentially caused for him to, like, snap. Oh, wow. No telling. Yeah. So, just, like, this weird, (laughs) apparently traumatic thing that happened when he was younger. After graduating grade school at 16, he started to take teaching jobs around New Hampshire um, in the town surrounding where he grew up. And in the year 1887, at 17, he married a woman named Clara. And two years later, at 19, they had a son named Robert. I'm sorry, can you imagine getting married at 17? No. But, like, you got to remember, this is the 1800s. Like, are we going to die by the time we're 20? Who knows? Like, oh, true. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> this is when I'm surprised that he finished grade school. Like, I didn't know they went to grade school till they were 16. I thought it was like, you know what five plus five is. You're a genius. I don't know. Obviously, my, <laughs> my, the timeline so your standards your standards for the that time are very low <laughs> apparently i didn't realize it but i remember being like oh okay he went all the way through school so with his wife and son uh holmes went and started medical school at the university of michigan so like he just like went on and did like great things um mm-hmm. obviously school wise like going to medical school um while attending medical school him and the- Oh, man. Him and his anatomy instructor started to take up grave robbing as a hobby. Oh, no. Casual? What the hell? Casual. Just to, like, inspect bodies or what? Oh, no. Oh, no. This was so that they could, like, take up the body, clean it up, and then sell the cadavers. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? No. Oh, that's fucked up. (laughs) Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Another thing that he would do um, is that he would find one that looked similar to people and collect, like, insurance money. Like, life insurance money on people. Like, oh, they died. We need the insurance money. Oh. And then he'd be like, oh, here's their body. Yeah, look, like, look, here's, here's, they died. So. Oh, my God. Right. So. Not a good dude. (laughs) <laughs> Not a good dude, right? Um, right before he was about to graduate from the medical school, his wife Clara had left him, um, you know, obviously taking her son, um, mm-hmm. because it was reported that he was, like, being violent with her. 
Um, <gasps> she went she went back to New Hampshire, and from there on out, really had nothing to do with Holmes. Um, Good. Asshole. Yeah, right. She was like, actually, I'm not about this. Uh, which in the 1800s is like kind of crazy to think that that's what she did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it was like you were very much looked down on if you left your husband. Yeah. Yeah. Once he had graduated in 1884, the once he had graduated in 1884, he had job topped quite a bit. Um, he traveled around states doing odd jobs, um, basically that pertained to his career field. So he was a he was a drugstore clerk. He was a teacher. He was even a doctor in one town, uh, which basically just allowed for him to develop his skills as a killer. Uh, okay. if that sounds sounds right. Yeah, not but as I a think, teacher. I don't know, like, learning people and learning that uh, he, I guess. I don't know, maybe, yeah. like, learning how much he really hated people, you know? Oh, like that could be, yeah. Right? I mean, here. While he was in New York doing one of his odd jobs, apparently he was seen with a little boy that later just disappeared. Shut up. Right. No investigation yeah. was done, which apparently is, like, normal for that time, for no investigation to be done for some little boy that just went missing. That's bullshit. Weird. Right. But apparently, I mean, it never happened. He never got caught. Moved on. That boy was never found. Um, But he did leave town quickly. Imagine that. Mm. From there, he left to go to Philadelphia and worked at a drugstore. I think he was like a, like a clerk at that drugstore. While he okay. was working there, a boy died shortly after taking medicine that he had bought from a drugstore. Uh, and though Holmes denied it you know, having anything to do with it, he, again, just left town quickly. Mm. Like, peace out. Funny how that happens. It's not me, but bye. (laughs) No. Sus. Yeah. So this was about the time that he realized, hey, it's time for me to, like, switch up my names so that way people aren't able to connect me to crimes that I committed when I was younger. So this is when he, like, officially changed his names to H.H. Holmes. Okay. Yes. So... After these suspicious happenings, he was like, hmm, even though I'm, you know, innocent, I'm going to change my name. Quote, innocent. Totally innocent. Unrelated. Um, (laughs) Right. In October of 1886, just two years after his graduation and his wife and child leaving him, he goes on to marry a woman named Marta, uh, even though he was still married to Clara. So she left, but they didn't get, like, divorced. But obviously, there's not, like, systems in place to realize, oh, like, he's still married to somebody else. Because, again, 1800s. So he marries Marta. Uh, A few weeks after being married to her, he does file for divorce um, to do things correctly, I guess. Yeah, like, I am still married, and I married again, so I suppose it's time for me to divorce the first one. Like, weird. Uh, though it was it was never finalized like he never actually divorced from clara like oh wow legally Legally, yeah in 1889 holmes and marta had a child named lucy so now has a son and and daughter like in Mm -hmm. the world right but he doesn't see his son anymore correct correct um so after he's done with marta uh he also will later on he will marry, uh, for a third time without a divorce, a woman named Georgiana. So, the rewives, no divorce. <laughs> Polygamy. 
It's fine. So he tried to get divorced. I mean, he tried to do the right thing here. Like tried really... in quotations. Right. Right. Um, so again, talking to those the two kids he had that he obviously had no relationship with, um, they actually grew up to be like decent people. One of them ended up a school teacher, and one became an accountant, and later went on to be the city manager of Orlando. Oh shit! Yeah, That's cool. so like right, right. So, I'm, I, I imagine your dad being essentially yeah, no. the first serial killer ever. I don't want to. <laughs> you, you'll never have to. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. In Chicago around 1886, uh, the economy was booming. There was real estate going up everywhere, and with that obviously came jobs. In South Chicago, the city of Inglewood, mm-hmm. Holmes is there, finds a job, uh, again, as a pharmacy clerk, working for the Holton. So it's a, it's a man and a wife. Um, I did see conflicting stories here about what happened, uh, which I guess is kind of the story for this whole thing. I consistently saw conflicting stories about just about everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here... Soon after he started working there, Mr. Horton died of, quote-unquote, natural causes. Right. Okay. Yeah, so for everybody that couldn't see, Jess's face is just like, well, that's crap. Like, I had a major eye roll. (laughs) (laughs) After Mr. Holton's died, uh, Holmes was able to buy the pharmacy from the widow, Mrs. Holton. Mm -hmm. That just happened to disappear. (gasps) Shut up. Yes. Oh, so he's, like, removing any obstacle that could potentially come in his way. Right. Uh, Another story that I saw is that um, he was honestly just a really great worker, that they let him buy the store, and then Colton and Miss Colton lived in that town for years uh, after they bought the pharmacy. Like, they were just down the street, casually just, like, gave the practice to um, Holmes. Like, weird. Weird. And then another claimed that after Mr. Holton passed, Miss Holton moved to California. So, I mean, it like <laughs> literally goes in every direction, but I I couldn't tell you one way or the other which one I believe. Oh, wow. I, yeah. Okay, I'm well, sh- homegirl I mean, is dead just, now, so we don't know. I know, right? Exactly, <laughs> which I think is kind of the story here. Like, even though I saw so many conflicting things, you got to think how many times the story has been told over right. how long? Right, it's like telephone. The 1880s, like, oh. So, okay, so now he has two kids, (laughs) has had three wives, um, and works at this pharmacy that he now, like, has, runs, owns. And in 1887, he bought, like, the lot of land that was across the street from where the pharmacy was and decided that he was going to start building this this two-story building. Um, later that the neighborhood people would deem, like, the castle. Like, it was, it was just big. Um, and it was only two stories? It was supposed to be three stories. But I think the third story kind of, like, comes in later. So it, like, starts out two. So it starts out two, the first floor being, like, um, shops. Uh, the first floor he wanted to have, like, like stores. Uh, there was a jewelry store, and he just wanted things that basically were going to attract people and, like, bring business with this, like, booming economy that right. Chicago's having. Right. Okay. I mean, smart. <laughs> right. Let's bring in the people and make money. 
Yeah. Uh, then the second floor was basically going to be apartments. So just people come live in apartments. Okay. Again, later, third floor he planned on using for a hotel because the world's Columbian Exposition was there. Which, what's that? Yeah, it's a huge fair that was <laughs> that was in Chicago to celebrate the 400-year anniversary of Columbus coming to the New World. Because this was 400 years. <laughs> His Oh, my God. Like, I'm like, That's if we could just... Crazy. Right. Right. Um, wow. Even, but the third floor part was never really completely finished. Like, it was mostly finished, but not, the project wasn't ever completed. Okay. Yes. Um, he went through contractors, like, it was nothing like people that were building the castle. Uh, he went through them left and right. He would basically stop them in the middle of the job or right after they had started so that way he didn't your face. So that way he didn't have to pay them. Um, so he, you know, they would like put up a wall and he'd be like, "You're fired," and you know, refuse to pay them. Oh my god, I'm very annoyed with this man. <laughs> yeah, he just wants to get out of spending, paying money. Like, is he Dutch? <laughs> I, I say that because I'm Dutch, and Dutch are known. Dutch people are known to be like cheap. Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So some people speculate that it wasn't even just to get out of paying them, but it was more so for them to like not figure out the whole, like all of the building plans and all of the like weird, we'll say quirky things about the hotel castle building structure. Right. So, right. Okay. So there was shoots to the basement from every oh, floor. Oh. What? Shoots to the basement. Okay. Which, like, okay, like, hotels like often had shoots to the basement for, like, laundry purposes. Okay. Okay, but also, what was laundry back then? <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know what... <laughs> To the buckets. I'm not sure. But okay, so yeah. <laughs> so right, it does <laughs> Right. Okay, so shoots to the basement. Couple of soundproof rooms. Oh doors that like apparently led to nowhere. And then some trap doors. Like, no big deal. Nothing Shut suspicious up. here. It's literally a trap. <laughs> totally fine. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like a house of horrors. Right. Um, well, here comes my next thing that was supposedly in the hotel. Um, torture chamber in the basement. So, oh, shut up. No. yeah. <laughs> Give me the fuck out. Right. I'm out. Right. Um, he also required, here's something super scammy. He required all of his employees to carry life insurance policies, naming him as the beneficiary. So that if they died, he was able to collect the insurance money from their life insurance policy. If they died or when they died. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so um, the neighborhood had apparently started to like take note that these women would come in and not out. Thus mm. changing the name from Castle to Murder Castle. Okay. Fair. Yep. Right. I would. Yeah. That is a good assumption of what the castle is. Right. I accept that. <laughs> yes. Okay, so obviously we know 
Holmes is killing people in the castle. Yeah. One of Holmes' first accounted victims was his mistress, Julia Smith. Um, not S-M-I-T-H, but S-M-Y-T-H-E. Smith. Like, in the 1800s, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was married. Sure. She was married and had a daughter named Pearl. So, Julia's husband found out, hey, you're having an affair. So, he left Julia, moved away, and left Pearl with her mom because Julia had custody of her, like, in the okay. split. Okay? Uh, they Then the two girls stayed in the hotel. Mm. In 1891, they both just, like, up and disappeared Christmas Eve. <gasps> Stop. Right. So these are these are two women who, like, have this ex-husband and father, like, looking for, for them, like, obviously. So, like, they're going to be, yeah. they're going to be said missing, right? Like, somebody's going right. to say, hey, they're missing. So, yes, they are, they both disappear Christmas Eve, 1891. Hmm. Later on, uh, Holmes will confess that he did kill Julia, um, but it wasn't necessarily malicious. It was during an abortion. Um, which is likely at the time on account of A, it's a new practice, and B, it was not his practice. Like, yes, he's a doctor, but, like, he did not specialize in abortion. Mm. Right. But was it? Mm. (laughs) Speculate as you will, Jess. I'm going to. But he also did say that he poisoned Pearl, the daughter. No, like, straight up, I... mm, mm -mm. On Christmas Eve, like, hmm... Who? Okay. I know. Poor Pearl. Another murder at the castle was a woman named Emmeline? Emmeline? These old names are going to kill me. Uh, But it's a woman that worked in the building that was believed to be killed under similar circumstances. So, again, mistress. Again, abortion. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) No, that's too coincidental. Mm -mm. speculate as you will nope right nope absolutely not (laughs) i refuse i refuse once the world's fair had ended the foot traffic and money making was gone like it just kind of stopped it Mm -hmm. the the fair was gone right no no more happy fair so tourists were gone and correct Uh, So Holmes essentially just like left the castle and turned his attention to what he had started with insurance scams and committing random murders along the way because you just can't stop when you start. Right. I guess. I don't know. Holmes strayed away from his usual crimes and did a stint of like stealing and selling horses when he was just casually (laughs) down here, down here in Texas. Yeah. Uh, He was caught and arrested, served a little jail time um, and later committed crimes in missouri for selling mortgaged goods what a guy what a guy so while he's in jail the guy gets another guy uh his name's marion hedgepith hedgepith man these names i love uh, how you said that <laughs> marion hedgepith uh he no but I, they, I love that you said uh so this guy gets another guy <laughs> They're guys together. They're buds, you know. They're buds. Uh, They're cellmates. They're cellmates in jail. Oh, lovely. Lovely. Because that's how I want to make friends. Right? That's how all good friendships start is in the cell together. Um, They come up with this, like, scam. uh, Similar to other scams that Holmes has done. So 
home, the new plan is for Holmes to take out a $10,000 life insurance policy on himself, which again, 1800s, that is a lot of money, mm-hmm. and fake his own death. Oh. Yeah, like, cool. That, yeah, okay. Can he actually die? <laughs> right, if only. Please. So his cellmate was offered $500 in helping if he could, like, literally his only part of the whole thing was to find a lawyer that would basically help make this plan whole. Like, oh, yeah, he's dead. Now you need life insurance policy. Right. Um, so Marion finds finds one, finds a lawyer that's sketchy enough to be like, oh, yeah, like, let me help you with this. That's great. So Jephthah's a lawyer. Okay. Sup, buddy. So, buddy, buddy Jeffa. Um, <laughs> and again, he's like, cool, along with the ride. This is great. Uh, but the plan does fizzle out on account of Holmes gets out of jail. So, Holmes gets out of jail, no longer. He's like, I don't need to, to do this anymore. <laughs> basically, yeah, so it's fine. Um, and so now he has this lawyer that's like, oh, you're like me and sketchy. And basically skips out on paying um, his cellmate the $500, obviously because he remained in jail. Mm -hmm. Okay. So now that the jailbird's free, uh, he tries to basically remake this scam with a man named Benjamin Petzl. Uh, It's apparently known that Petzl really took a liking to Holmes. Uh, People would say, like, he's, like, drawn to him. Um, They do go on and do multiple crimes together, like little scams here and there, uh, together. Basically, if Holmes is doing it, Petzl's doing it. Mm. So when this, you know, big scam came up, Petzl was all for it. Like, oh yeah, this is great. Uh, was all on board to fake his death. So it would be Petzl's death that was faked. Um, so that his wife and five children could have the $10,000 life insurance money. So it's him, his wife, their five kids. He's like, oh, yeah, that's $10,000. That's great. Like, I need that. Mm-hmm. Um, the plan was for him to go up to Philadelphia and make it look like um, Petzl had died in an explosion. Therefore, like, unrecognizable so that the insurance company wouldn't be able to ask many questions. Got it. Uh, his wife, Petzl's wife, was, like, super against it. She's like, this is, like, wrong and weird and no. Good like, for I- her. This is, yeah, like, this is just all wrong. Right. Uh, But does convince her, like, (sighs) like, that's a lot of money. Like, we could use all of that money. Like, okay. So she finally gives in reluctantly, and the plan goes on. So they take off and go to do this, right? Um, But really what ends up happening, that Homelander confesses that he kills Petzl by knocking him unconscious with chloroform. And then setting fire to his body that made it look like it was a suicide. So that way Holmes would not be charged with murder down the road. Like, he's, like, mm-hmm. really thinking ahead here. Why, um, would, why would someone set themselves on fire? Like, I think it had to do with, with, like, somewhere I heard that there was, like, alcohol, like, near him. And, like, uh, yeah, I the whole thing seems a little... A little like the insurance people didn't look into it much. I mean, yeah. So, oh, he was drinking alcohol. I get it. Like, I don't know. Sure. Right. Sure. Set himself on fire. Cool. Uh, So the life insurance money was then given to Holmes because Holmes is getting the life insurance for this man, not the wife and five children, but 
That almost. poor family. Right. It was given to him after the body was discovered by none other than the lawyer, uh, Jephthah. Mm. Uh, again, the one that the jailmate had, you know, kind of introduced to Holmes. Mm-hmm. So Holmes comes back like, oh, it was a success to Petzl's wife. And he's like, here's your part of the money, um, which wasn't much. Like, he, like, took a fee for himself and, you know, whatever. And so he's like, mm-hmm. here it is. Um, but I think it's a great idea for me to take the three three of your five kids. Are you kidding? Yeah, no. So he kind of explains, like, you know, the insurance company, if they get suspicious, they'll be looking for a woman with five kids, not a woman with two kids. And so oh, she's like, no. oh, okay. Like, I guess that makes sense. <gasps> yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but obviously, I'm... like, sh- she has no idea that her husband's, like, actually dead. She thinks that he is just overseas, like, hanging out, chilling, Aloof. waiting to come home. <laughs> yeah, just waiting to come home. So she does. She gives Holmes her three children. Uh, two girls and a boy. Oh, my God. When I was researching, I did see this reason that kind of made sense for her to him to also have the kids. Um, but it was so that the additional children weren't, like, looking for their father. You know, like, you have five kids running around um, town. Like, where's my dad? Versus two, I don't know, little, little like, huh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So he takes the three children um, through all of the northern states. Like, they go to, like, I think, like, five or six different states, um, ending up in Canada. And as you would have guessed, he does kill the two girls first, um, later burning their bodies in the cellar of a rental house that he had in Toronto. Um, And then, even more terrible, later um, chopped up and buried the boy and scattered his remains like his teeth and bones around the house yeah oh my god yeah i don't like him yeah no no so while all of this is going on like while he like going back to the mother asking for the children the children are running around when the states and essentially getting murdered holmes is actually being investigated the whole time because his cellmate that he dipped out of the 500 dollars Went to the police as an informant. Hell yeah. Yeah. He was like, hey, this guy didn't give me my $500, but let me tell you what he's doing. Which he didn't know that Petzl was dead. So even more so, like, he didn't realize, like, how much he was actually helping this family. Yeah. Good. Yes. So eventually Holmes was caught and did plead just totally guilty to the fraud. He was like, yep, yep, I did that. I tried to trick you guys. You got me. Pleads guilty. Surprising. But says that Petzl and the children are overseas so that no murder had taken place. Bullshit, idiot. Right. Hate him. Um, he also obviously was like, well, his wife was in on it too. And so then she, she goes on, this poor woman. She was interrogated and basically found not guilty after um, this lengthy questioning, I guess. Um, but then it raises the question, like, where are my kids? Like, where are my kids at? Yeah. Where's my husband? So this leads the investigation to the house that Holmes was staying in, where they did find the remains of the Petzl children. Oh, my God. Right. This sealed a deal on their murders at the hands of Holmes, and he was found guilty and sentenced to death at trial. Good. 
Good. He was hanged May 7th, 1896 yeah. in Philadelphia, right? If we could just get a round of applause. Hanged in Philly. Nice. Right. He remained composed for the whole thing. Um, so, like, the whole, like, getting hanged part didn't seem to phase him. Um, never showing any worry. His mm. neck did not snap. So, like, you know, like, they, like, they, like, take the thing out from under you and, you know. Yep. His neck didn't snap. So he died of suffocation after having twitching for 15 minutes. Good. Yeah, like a slow, terrible death. Suffer. Which, like, very fitting. Yes. Good. He asked that his coffin be covered in cement and buried 10 feet deep so that grave robbers could not come get him. What a fucking guy. He's like, like I was one of them. Like, I know they're going to come for me. Jesus. And he was... Put in the ground with an unmarked headstone. Head, head, headstone. Oh, shit. Yeah, they were like, nope, ain't nobody finding this guy. Wow. Not worth remember. Not worth finding. <sighs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yes. Wild. Well, so basically, don't be an asshole, kids. While he... <laughs> if you could just not kill people. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, like, fundamental, good, bad, don't kill people. Just be a good person. Right. Don't fucking come up with plots for life insurance money, okay? It's, you're never going to get it. Like, it's never going to work out. You're, ever. you're teaching life lessons here, Jess. You really are. <laughs> I'll be a good parent someday. <laughs> uh, while Holmes was on death row, he confessed to 27 murders. 27 that's um, so many strangely enough though like some of those people ended up like being alive like he like named them and they were not dead what yeah so basically oh. he confessed to like a bunch of bs the psychology of this guy just like how he thinks how he like what <laughs> yeah. it's all over the place you want him you want you want a psychopath to make sense i just uh, just, I mean, generally people have patterns, but I, he kind of did. But the thinking, the rationale, I don't... Mm, yeah, it's just evil. So it's said that he may be responsible for as many as 100 deaths or as little as, like, seven. That is a wide range. <laughs> you got to think, like, it's the 1800s. They don't have, like, all... A, yeah, records, and, like, B, witness. tracking, like... yeah. All this no stuff. witness and all. Oh, right. Wow. Uh, so as for the castle, once Holmes died, Patrick Quinlan, who had been like a caretaker for the castle, committed suicide. Oh, nice. Leaving behind a note that said, I couldn't sleep. Fuck. <laughs> and the building itself went up in flames in August of 1895 due to like an explosion, basically there's no real like account for what happened to the castle except for there was an explosion and obviously fire and now really there's nothing really left of it um what stands there now is is a post office which basically only has about four square feet of the castle to it and that's the story of the myrtle castle and hh H-H. all right so if you guys want to follow us on instagram uh follow us at stay inside podcast if you want to follow us on twitter uh 
do that at stay inside pod. And if you want to email us any suggestions, um, or just say, Hey, or what's up to Kat and I, um, email us at stay inside pod at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time. Make sure you stay inside. Stay inside peeps. Mm-hmm.